Good morning, Alan. Verona, there's a lot on the agenda today, but first off, I'm drawn towards the Irish Independence uh, headline today. 100,000 earners qualify for the Affordable Home Scheme. Now, this, to people out there who are anyway are not even remotely close to this, is not what they want to be hearing, is it? Absolutely, I, I can understand that. But the unfortunate reality is that building is rising at such a rate, the cost of building, that affordable homes are rising in the region here in Wexford of about €300,000. So that's not very affordable. But there's very, between Brexit and COVID, all of these things have culminated. But I want to talk to you today about the county development plan, because that's going to pose a very significant problem as to the housing being delivered here in Wexford. Okay, before you even go into that, tell me what you're dealing with because I've spoken to many councillors about this issue. I'm going to revisit it again. I think it's on the Wednesday edition of the programmes. I'm meeting a family who are in dire straits at the moment and they have three, not one, but three children in the autistic spectrum. But tell me what you're dealing with uh, in your constituency when people come to you. What are you hearing? Well, I'm hearing it hourly. I have families, I have one family, five children, two adults who are being evicted from their home. The details I won't go into, but the reality is they ha- they're not on the social housing list. There is no house to rent in the area. There's certainly no affordable rent, even if they were on the housing list and were in receipt of the housing assistance payment. I have another girl who is working. She's been paying 800 euros a month for- with her t- two children. She's being told that the house has been sold. She's not on a social housing list. She can find no other property and she's soon to be le- she has to be gone from that house. I, I have another at least five that I can name that are not on social housing, that are not and will not be eligible for housing assistance and they cannot afford the rents that are there. There are currently 11 houses in the whole of County Wexford on daft to rent. Now, there's a whole lot more than 11 people looking for those houses. So supply and demand is constantly dictating the rent. Mm. And the issue we have coming down the track is our county development plan has inserted densities of 35 dwellings per hectare. And that is not going to cure our housing problem. It doesn't. Can you, can you explain that in layman's terms? Well, 35 dwellings per hectare would mean that you can't build just three-bedroom semis, which are mostly required. You have to have a level of apartments in that and terraced housing in order to fit 35 dwellings. Apartments are very, very expensive to build. Therefore, developers will not apply for planning for developments of that nature. Even in Wexford Town, those that type of development, Alan, only works where there's a public transport network that is efficient and fast and allows people to live here but go to work on a network, on a public transport network. They turn into ghettos otherwise. I've said this before and in rural Ireland we're going to see the complete decimation. The calculation of how uh, our planning is going to be dictated in this future development plan is it'll be the calculation of the number of houses in a rural area divided by that population and in many of our towns on the coast of here in County Wexford you will know there are quite a number of holiday homes. They will be included. So it means that the population divided into the number of houses we may already have exceeded the number of houses that they think should be in the area and they won't grant planning. Blackwater, Duncannon, Feathered, we're, we're in dire straits and yet I attend district meetings and I'll go to Enniscourt today and I will hear councillors repeat time after time about the lack of housing, blaming the housing department. 
the councillors are the ones primarily responsible for passing this county development plan and I'm saying it categorically no councillor worth their salt for the people of County Wexford will vote for this county development plan no housing will be delivered it is a repeat of what has been a disaster to date and I'll come on this show and debate with any councillor to to be effective as an elected representative for the people of Wexford no problem because they clearly do not understand what's at at hand here Well let me throw it out to the councillors who may or may not be tuned in at the moment to give them the right to reply to to take you on in this particular issue if they have a different opinion to you we put it out there to them that they can contact the programme but can can you just explain again to people like me if you have a patch of land and how the county development plan works say on that patch of land that that prevents us from building houses Well 67% of Wexford's population lives in rural Ireland and traditionally going back to county development plans you could say we were granting planning permission for holiday homes all over the coast it was seen as tourism it was seen as revenue from tourism which was great but ultimately it drove up the price of land for those who were trying to build and live locally in order to you know raise a family so what happened was they've turned it around completely to whereby now there are so many restrictions for somebody to build a one-off house in rural Ireland, it's almost impossible to meet. You've got five kilometre restrictions, you've got uh, social and economic need, meaning you must live in the area, you must have been raised in the area, you must have family in the area, and you must have work in the area. So, for instance, uh, planners are not of the opinion that if you you work in New Ross, you should live in Feathered-on-Sea. They would advise that you buy a house in New Ross. Of course, we all know not available. So the reality is second-hand homes are being bought up now by people who won't be granted planning because they are probably holiday homes. So people from Dublin selling their houses for vast amounts of money and other cities in Ireland are purchasing our second-hand homes here in Wexford means that they're gone. So your only option is to buy, or sorry, is to build a property. But that's becoming next to impossible. Right, there's another big issue here, isn't it? There's an absence, there's a shortage of 50,000 in the whole building sector. So even if uh, Utopia, and we we could build as many houses we don't have the people to build them well that's true and that's always been an issue but if we were to get the planning and if we were to start at basics and get a structure in place whereby developers had a consideration that their project was viable but planners will tell you viability is not their concern I'll go back again I'm putting it out to the councillors as a contrasting view to contact us uh, and uh, give their view whereby your understanding is the county development plan at the moment what stage is it at it's completed it's public consultation and I believe it'll be going to councillors in the coming weeks. There'll be a special planning meeting right. set down. I, I'm not sure of the date yet, Alan. Okay, let's move on to other issues. I want you to have a little listen to this. This is Hall Martin in response to what you asked him last week. And just set the scene for us. What did you ask him? Just remind us, please. Well, uh, there's a review to undertaken by TII, Transport Infrastructure Ireland, with re- in regards to capital investment projects, such as new roads to be built and capital infrastructure. Included in that would be the completion of the M11 from Oilgate to Rosslare. And your direct question to him My was My direct what? question was, would he ensure that that this project would not be long-fingered, that we had li- waited long enough and it would be completed, a complete a motorway on the Eastern Corridor from Belfast right through into Rosslare Europort. And here's what he said. It certainly has created opportunities for Rosslare and the investment there is, 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 is positive and we want to maintain that. And I do accept the point about uh, the, the M11 and the, that last phase of the road. There is a national development plan there um, and I certainly have a look to see what we can do. Right, now, I, I listened to that answer, Verona, 
And to be honest with you, it was very general, wasn't it? There was nothing specific in what the Taoiseach said. I agree, and, and the review will be ongoing. But, Alan, it very much is up to not just the opposition representatives mm. elected here in Wexford. We have three elected representatives in government. We need to combine our efforts to ensure that this is going to happen. Like, currently government, as in we'll talk about our own investment into Rosslare. There has been none. All the monies have come from Europe. Mm-hmm. And I, I think, you know, our government here have to decide if they're going to invest right. in Southeast region or not. And I think primary to that is the development and finalisation of that motorway. It gives us easy access into the most strategic port. It's what I said initially when I was campaigning, joining the dots. Mm-hmm. But we as we have to unite as elected representatives. The People. Did you let him off the hook? Because you know, no, it, it, I'm it, afraid I don't have a retort. Th- that question time is one minute, one minute. I get to it was ask one the minute question. and seven seconds in total. Yeah. In, in, no, that was his response yeah. as well. That was yeah. the, the full thing. One minute and seven seconds. Okay. Because well, he, uh, you asked him the question. To me, it was a very general answer that had no substance to it. In other words, I felt it was like kind of like a waffly type of well, answer. Well, I suppose the only thing he did say was that he understood the importance of Rosslare Europort. And right. I think that's something that they're only beginning to understand, albeit that I've lived in it for 30 years. So I think we need to combine our efforts. We did that in relation to this University of the Southeast. We're waiting on yeah. the site to be in that will give us a university campus and that's what's very, very important. We need to join the dots. We're developing the southeast as a okay. region and we need to bring foreign direct investment into the county. Making it easily accessible is one of the primary factors in doing so. All right. Will you go back at him again on it? I will, of course. I won't. I mean, this is not something until that review is complete and we know we're mm. only at stage three. But mm. stage three means that landowners are being consulted. Mm. People's lives have been put on hold through this process and we have okay. to get to stage eight. So, yes, I will. Do you think it's in doubt? Uh, no, I would. I would very much be optimistic that it's not because it makes strategic sense to finish this motorway. Uh, we're putting, we're spending 15 million on an access road into Rosslare Europort. The port itself is now our most strategic port, and I think a, a blind man would see that it has to be completed. And how will will, will the transport infrastructure Ireland? How will they decide if the project is viable? Or if it's not viable? Well, I think develop, regional development and the importance to the nation, not just to the southeast, but I mean, this is Ireland's most strategic port, right. not just to the southeast, not just to Wexford. It actually is Ireland's most strategic port. We have 33 sailings a week yeah. to mainland Europe, you know, and, and Dublin's so congested. We can't develop Dublin port any further. We must concentrate okay. our efforts in Sh- Rosslare. Should, should Wexford County Council have a project viability project? Um, completed and submitted to the TIA? Well, I would imagine that that's already been completed through this process. Well, we'll ask them, yeah. We, yeah, I think you should, but I think uh, Eamon Hoare would have voiced that at the no, last No, I'll go back meeting. to Eamon and ask But ultimately, question, yeah. Wexford County Council don't have a decision, uh, can't make a decision in this. It will be TII, but I would very much hope all the elected representatives will have. I, I constantly hear about ring fencing of funding. I've heard about ring, ring fencing of funding for, for this project. Has it happened? No, it certainly hasn't, other than for the, the 
you know, all of the studies that have to be completed, there'll be a huge amount of money required here. And if it's delayed, that yeah. price goes up. So I think okay. it, it's foolhardy not to invest in this. So by your understanding, what stage are we now at? We're at stage project? three, and that is whereby the route has been chosen. They're trying to whittle down the amount of landowners that will be affected where CPO will take place. But I think what we have to concentrate on is that when that stage is complete, we're ready just to move on. Right. And that's going to mean constant advocating by the elected representative, not just opposition. Okay. So I'd expect to hear from Minister Brown, Deputy Kehoe and uh, Senator Malcolm Byrne raising this issue as much as I will in okay. order to get C- it Because it's really hard to believe that uh, with the massive in, uh, investment that's planned that the Rosslair uh, Europort, the motorway from Oilgate is in jeopardy. Well, of course it is, but it's not really when you consider that our now elected yeah. government were previously saying that we couldn't invest in Rosslair because we didn't own it. Now, there's been a sea change, thankfully. Mm. You know, Minister Brown now has changed his attitude and it has seen a lot of European money pledged to go into Rosslair. Irish Rail have taken a sea change also in that they are now reinvesting the monies that they were previously just removing from the port. It's a profit-making port. It okay. always has been. But those monies were being invested elsewhere. Or, as I said, I, I genuinely felt that the, the statement from Antishak was one was non-committal. So I, you're, you're telling me you're going to go back again. And, and what else can we do to, to, to we, keep the finger on the must, pulse on this? Well, we must, as the people of Wexford, we have to advocate that this is an essential work right. to ensure that we join the dots, that our university is viable, our port stays viable, and most importantly that we bring the foreign direct investment jobs to Wexford that allows us to build affordable okay. housing and to be able to afford to buy and rent housing in the future. Before we conclude, the disability issue and the lack of services, you have another story to share with me this morning. What is it? Yeah, well, last Thursday evening I posed a topical question to the Minister for Health about little Leo Dixon. Leo is nine, he lives in Arklow and his mum came to me at the rally in Enniscorthy that Jamie Lynn organised Friday week. He's been waiting for a wheelchair for 12 months. He was assessed back in January and the wheelchair he currently has is a third-hand wheelchair. Now, little Leo has outgrown his wheelchair and it's causing, it's a great source of discomfort. Whilst he can walk, only very short distances so he needs his wheelchair to get to school to go anywhere with his siblings and I didn't get any great commitment either I have to say from uh, uh, the minister so what I've undertaken to do is bring Leo to the doll on Wednesday and the minister is expected to sit in Leo's wheelchair because I'm sure it's not going to fit him either but he will at first hand walk in Leo's shoes no pun intended and feel the discomfort Leo feels every day and I think that's where we need to be I would expect the 160 TDs of Dáil Éireann to support Leo in getting a wheelchair and if I don't have it by Wednesday you know I'd be very disappointed